Welcome to the It's All Fine and Danji podcast, where hosts Dan and Angie talk with creatives, small business owners, charities, and all kinds of interesting people. It's all real talk. It's all fine and Danji. Oh. Can yeah. I tell you though? I swear I'm not trying to be this couple, and maybe it's because we've been through divorces, me, divorce her, divorces me, <laughs> but by the, time, by, the, by the time we met, I won't tell you how many, by the time we met, it, we were at a phase where it's like, it's like a friend, dude, it's almost like a, yeah. a, to me it's like a guy friend, to her it's like a girlfriend where it's just like, when, uh, when someone else is getting sensitive, what I love about it is she'll be like, they're fucking driving me crazy with oh, the sensitivity oh, shit. And when you're but this the, is a woman you, saying that, so I'm, you I'm find loving someone it. who's on the same wavelength, yes. that is a blessing. Welcome, guys, to a brand new episode of uh, Fine and Danji. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> right. There we go. Yeah. So, welcome. Thank you for coming back hey, and joining yeah. us in studio again. I, I was never here. This is my first time here. Oh, that's and can, right. Can I never say mind, you never have been here. Can I also oh. say <laughs> that I've thought about something with that intro? I, the new intro we, we got is cool and all. I would like to suggest that we... Ask our friends and guests that we like, hey, you guys want to do a quick intro for the show? And then I could randomly have different people saying, welcome to the It's All Fine and Angie show. Because Patricio's voice is, <laughs> "I'm, dude, you should have like a Fiverr account. Because when I just paid the other guy to do one, I'm yeah. like... Seriously, you got five minutes worth of work and you make like 60 bucks. Welcome to the quiet storm with Dan and Angie. Right. Whatever I'm saying. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, if it, honest to God, if it wasn't for my voice or my personality, I would never get laid. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much most of us, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, uh, I like that. <laughs> even with my Ray Romano voice, it worked out for me. But, but you know, it's funny. I've, I like for my books, I've had people it's go, why don't you read your own books? You would do great. And I'm like, I can't do the voices when you're like doing a, a girl and a little kid and all that kind of stuff. I can only do my voice. Well, you just change it. Just like the tone of it. You don't like go, Ooh, stop Hi, it. <laughs> I, oh my God. Now I kind of want to listen to all of, uh, what's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson's books because he's always, I love that guy so his much. His voice is out of this world, literally out yeah. of this world. And like, in a world. He, like he yeah. just, he, oh my gosh, that he, was like spot on. Right he just, there. he just did. Uh, I don't know how long ago he did it, but I, I just realized you can listen to Joe Rogan's interviews on Spotify without paying for a Spotify account. So that's my thing when I'm mowing the yard and I'm in the middle of his latest interview for his latest book, which he didn't do by the way. He didn't voice his latest book. Really? No, yeah. It, Joe said the same thing. Like what? That's the reason I listened to them for your voice. Well, he's he's busy doing Cosmos. He's busy doing this. He's like he's yeah. all over the place. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But he, just, he just beat that uh, one case as he, he was dealing with a few uh, about a year and a half ago. What was that? He, uh, I think he, he had an accusation uh, from uh, from somebody that was, I, I believe it was unfounded. And, you know, stuff got out of hand. And yeah, he 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 actually he, he had to take a break from Star Talk Radio. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Because of mm. how much traction this story was getting. Wow. But I don't know if they settled or if the case was dismissed or something, but like he was he was facing an allegation and it's oh. like it, it, it kills me when I hear about celebrities messing up. And me too. Or or look, I'm I am all in favor 100%. I'm I'm from the south and one thing about southerners is we have no tolerance for a man abusing a woman Amen. at all. And it, I come from the school where this is, may not be politically correct anymore, but if you see a man and a woman on the side of the road and it looks like it's getting out of hand, you're going to stop and pull over and have words with him, even though it might probably be her fault too, but 
You know what I mean? It's just oh, a balance yeah. of power. Yeah. yeah. Why aren't you yeah. leaving, dude? You know, before something happens. But I, I'm hearing you. That I, sometimes I get skeptical, and I don't mean to be that way. But Who's like the even Johnny more Depp, skeptical that you are. Mm-hmm. But the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, oh, I was like, oh man, ah, you know, or Chris Hardwick. Just something in my gut wasn't right about that one. I'm like. I, I just yeah. don't feel right about what, you know what I mean? And I could be wrong. I don't know all the situation or whatever, but I feel like we, we got in this little groove for a while where you're immediately guilty. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, and, be- and that doesn't set well with me because we'll kind of segue into this with you, Patricio. Um, you know, I came from an abusive household as far as my mother being abused by my father for 22 years. Yeah. And so to hear these women's claims sometimes of what abuse is in their head, I'm just like, I mean, what? You know what I mean? It's more like, you know, these flirtatious type things that maybe a boy who was 18 was making towards a girl and then it it comes out as sexual harassment or something. Yeah. And exactly. I don't understand it. It's hard for me as a woman to even accept it. No, and not it, all it, the time, but you know, see, I time. can't fathom the thought process that you're going through as a woman. And as a man, you know, where we nine times out of 10, they're already, you know, getting the gallows ready. Yeah. And the court of public opinion is ready to just get, get, uh, get, uh, get him out of here. Oh, he's guilty. He did this. He did mm-hmm. that. And a lot of times, you know, in situations like that, well, I don't want to say a lot of times, but you know, Different case, all cases are different. Um, when does regret become rape? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I mean that—that that is t- a great question. That is the—that mm-hmm. uh, is a very touchy subject, no pun intended. Yeah, but it's—it's it's honest to God, the the God honest truth, where someone will have a few drinks, whether it's male or female. Yeah. And things get out of hand. And yep. the next morning, you're like, you know what? And we joke around with that term, you know, oh, the walk of shame. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're walking, you know, with your clothes in hand back to your car. Yep. What happened last night? And you drive off. For You know, for guys, it's like, you know what? <sighs> but, you know, you're leading into what I was just thinking. This is another problem that I have with all this. And that is the way that we program women in this country to feel like a slut or horrible if they do the things that as a guy, as a young man, you know, you'd wake up and be like, yeah, it didn't matter if it was a throw. And even if you had regret, you were still telling your buddies like, yeah, that one girl last night, and everybody laughed and it was funny yeah. instead of you're a slut. What are you doing? Beating you down. And I think that's why sometimes that regret happens with women, because it's like a deep dark instead of just nah, yeah. I, that guy was a loser. I don't know why I did that. And moving on. Yeah, no. And I, I've had conversations with female friends of mine that's, yeah. that have said, Oh, I shouldn't have slept with him. It was the worst. Like, right. They they didn't regret it. They just they're like, oh. Right. Well, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I, I wish I saw more of that because I know, I don't know if it's some families or whatever, but it, they become so heady and so much weight on your shoulders. Like you've made a terrible life changing mistake. When yeah. you can literally just move on and forget right. about it. Exactly. And I never had that problem. I know. Well, you're a big I was more like great. a dude when I was yeah. in, in yeah. high school. I was like, hey, what you doing tonight? Okay. <laughs> Me? All right. What's up? I just, I did not have that in me to yeah. be feel guilty about things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. You know? I mean, are there things I'm guilty for in, you know, that feel a little bit like, eh? Just like you said, a little bit, eh. Yeah. yeah, of course. But guess what? Get over it. Got to move on. Got to move on. You your know life. what I mean? But like, it blurs yeah. the line a little bit, doesn't it? Because I, I want to talk about the foundation that you're, you're helping to yeah. you, you do the marketing for. And I always forget your exact title here. But <laughs> Rise you're the, you're Up the, Woman you're the communi- Foundation. Rise Up Woman Foundation. But you're the communications <laughs> director, the yes. community director for that. And I think when we talk about 
how we can help women that are in abusive relationships, there's a line between a real abusive relationship and something that isn't like what we're talking about. But there's also, I feel like there's women in abusive relationships that don't know they're in abusive relationships. You know what I mean? The the dial is all over the place here. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. this is this is where like I, I want to get like on a serious tone. Where yeah. never with with the conversation that we just had, in no way, shape, or form are we discrediting any accusation. But there are certain situations where things did get out of hand. Yeah, and you know, hey, okay, my bad. You know, we're moving on. You yeah, know, we two consenting adults. Things got a little bit past and what it should have. And hey, they they resolved it. They moved on. But then there there are some situations where this is where the foundation needs to get involved, where someone takes advantage and forces themselves upon a helpless victim. Of course, mm-hmm. that right there is like if the person is completely intoxicated, or you, you put them in that state of intoxication, mm-hmm. yeah. then right there that there that's where the line is at. Sure, if you're f- forcing them against their own free will and yep. they're not consenting to anything that's going on, then that right there is the line. Right. And it's relationships too. That's another big line because a lot of this isn't a date or you went out and hooked up when you shouldn't have. A lot of this is you are in a relationship with somebody that is abusive to you. And whether it be physically abusive, mentally abusive, um, reading some of the stuff on the website about how controlling your finances, it was interesting to me. I know this probably sounds weird, but Mm. there's almost like a, a test on the website that says, you know, how to tell when you're in an abusive relationship. And yes. I thought, well, you don't know when you're in a, but you, d- you wouldn't no. necessarily, you've been manipulated and you don't know that this is not the norm. And it's heartbreaking to me. No, it really is because there are so many uh, women out there and we're, we're talking about the women in specific because that, that is what the uh, Rise, Rise Up Woman Foundation focuses on yeah. is uh, women in these situations. And I've worked in law for going on a little bit plus seven years and dealing with uh, victims of domestic violence, battery cases, uh, uh, abusive relationships, marriages, all that stuff. It all depends on the assailant as well, you know, yeah. the other party involved. Sure. And a lot of times these people who, whether it's, you know, they have a lot of money, they have a lot of power, they will utilize the, that uh, that against their spouse. And, oh, yeah, you know, I make so much amount of money, you don't have to work. You know, you can rely on me. But that right there, you know, and there are really marriages out there where the husband is, you know, bringing in all the money. It's kind of a prison, though. It, it really is, because yeah. I have a couple of friends who are in those relationships. Yeah. But, you know, some of them are good, and then mm-hmm. they're the other bad apples. Yeah. yeah. And then there are some where they hate it. They cannot stand it. They want to get out. But at the same time, because of the mentality that, that these uh, these individuals have, which is, I, uh, I've said before, on, on different podcasts, but the victim mentality. Yeah. yeah. Their, uh, their spouses, their boyfriends, their partner has found their weaknesses and exploited them. Right, exactly. I like how you said that they found them because it's almost like they're looking for it. Well, too. they probably are. Yeah, and, to and, see how they can control and manipulate. So you know, I have perspective for one of the few times in my life I have perspective here. But in a good relationship, not to be weird, but in a good relationship, though, when you learn what your partner's weaknesses are, the things that they might not be sure about, or the things that are a pain point for them in their past, those are the things that you try to even if not directly, sort of subconsciously support, you know, oh, I know he or she doesn't like this or doesn't want to do that. But I feel like those types of people will, will sort of secretly record those things. And then remember, that's a point of manipulation that they can use in the future. And, you know, there's a, 
And some of the other things on your website that kind of threw me at first were like the boutique where women can go and get clothes, I guess, and get a confidence boost and a makeover or something like that. Yeah, a lot of the times that uh, when, the, when the husbands have a stay-at-home wife, they have a stranglehold not only on their mentality, but on the finances, on everything in the house. They yeah. control everything. Yeah. Um, like I've said, you know, not giving any names, but I have a friend of mine who um, her husband gives her a stipe, uh, whether it's an allowance or a stipe, whatever you want to call Stiping, it, yeah. to spend, you know, on, I've, I've on, heard her, of this. on her day out yeah, and this and that. Sure. And it, it breaks my heart because, you know, I, I work my ass off mm-hmm. for every dime that I have in my pocket. Yeah. And, well, you know, working at the office, doing a podcast, doing the hot side hustle, doing whatever I have, I have is because I've worked my ass off. Relatable. Yeah. I can just go out and have a good time. Yeah. But then there are these individuals who don't have that luxury of being able to go out, whether it's because the husband says, I don't want you to work or forgive me for saying like this, has gotten her pregnant and yeah. now she has to cater to that child. Sure. And yeah. a lot of the times in, this, in these marriages, the husband or the spouse will weaponize everything. Yeah. The woman has no money, has no job, is at home, has been at home raising kids for five plus years or whatever, is afraid that she's not going to be able to get a job anywhere and that without being with him, she's going to starve in the streets or something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. why maybe some women don't come forward when they're in an abusive relationship because they don't know how they're going to survive after. Yeah. Oh, it's also why we need foundations such as rise up woman found the rise up woman foundation. Yeah. Because then they have a place to go. Exactly. To kind of get back on their feet. And and that, that's the one thing. I mean, if, if uh, the individual wants to break this cycle of the abusive marriage, the abusive relationship, the, just the abuse in general, you are going to have to go through a hardship. It's yeah. not mm-hmm. like there's a rainbow that's going to come and pick you up yep. and, okay, it's all over. Yeah. You, you don't have to go to yep. him no more. It's like any divorce or anything, uh, times 10 probably. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, dealing with divorces on a daily basis, we, you know, I talk to clients every day that, like, they're upset about the process because, like, hey, it's been seven months and we don't even have a mediation date. Yeah. Well, like, I'm sorry, your partner doesn't want to uh, uh, coordinate or contribute to what we're asking for. So they're pr- they're purposefully prolonging the and case. burning the clock. Yeah. 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 And a lot of the times, you know, the court gives us power to move forward yeah. on certain things. But, of course, the system itself is in place to give justice to everybody. Of course. Yeah. And a lot of the times these abusers will abuse the system itself just for their own personal benefit. Yeah. It's something I feel like we don't think about. When you see women out in the world, we think about abusive relationships as you're being physically abused, which of course it includes that. Mm -hmm. And and that it's only like behind closed doors or something. Right. You know, it's not out where you'll ever see it. And like in your day-to-day life. Oh, and and sometimes these these individuals will do it out in in public, and but not in the most like, uh, how would I say it? Uh, uh, obvious way whether it's you know like grabbing the shoulder or grabbing the arm like no mm-hmm. we gotta go these abusive sort of subtle hints the subtle hints but then yeah. they're the ones that are verbal like no she doesn't like that oh no she can't drink anymore no we're gonna be leaving oh, yeah, why, are you why are you speaking for her, for her? Yes. Yeah. and there are times where like I've heard it and for me being the person that I am that coming from a domestic violence household mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've told the story on other shows where as a child, my uh, the not my father, but my mm-hmm. stepfather had dragged me down the stairs from my aunt's uh, apartment 
because I didn't want to come downstairs because he he was constantly hitting my mom, constantly yelling at me, constantly yeah. yelling at everybody. And I didn't want to be that environment. My aunt knew what was going on, but this is the nineties. No one said anything. Yeah. No right. one said shit. And they just let it be like, Oh, that's their problem. You know, we don't have to get involved. Yeah. But then when you see, you know, a nine, 10 year old Patricio getting drugged by his hair down the stairs into the house because, Oh, dinner's ready from a woman who was, who's been scared this whole time as she's prepping this meal to make sure that it's the proper way that he wants it. No, I'm sorry. The, the cycle has to end now. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not to promote violence, but I, I can tell you that, um, one thing that I have like an aversion to is situations where kids are being abused. I don't even care if it's like a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Angie will tell you, I, I will, I've got to turn it off or yeah. she'll be watching something. I come in the room and even if it's a fake story, I'm going to fall apart. I got to leave the room. I can't handle it. Yeah. I had a bad childhood with that kind of stuff. So when I hear stories like that, I suppose my first reaction should be that someone needs to help her out of the situation. I, I'll be honest. My first reaction is someone needs to do something to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which only probably propagates the well, problem. I feel like that's your sense of justice, though, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like good people have a sense of justice and yeah. they know what's right and wrong. Well, that's what I meant about that southern yeah. side of the road mm-hmm. thing. If he did yeah. that in the wrong neighborhood or the yeah. right neighborhood. And then that, that right there is, once again, reality hitting a, a hard one right there. The <laughs> the court of public opinion. Yeah. yeah. You can't take the law into your own hands. Exactly. Yeah. And this is what I meant. Which where is it's, bull crap. We should. Be allowed to be vigilantes. No, I've seen I, I, the movie. But we've here's been why. Deta. Can I we tell should. you why? Can I tell you why I don't agree with that though? Because no, it's like road rage. If you've ever had yeah. someone on the road, anytime you've ever watched these YouTube videos, road rage doesn't fit. No one goes gets their ass kicked from road rage and then says, you know what? I'm going to be an outstanding citizen now. It doesn't change it anything. Doesn't. Never. No. No. It doesn't change a thing. It made you feel better for a second. Yeah. So what kind of um, programs do you have in place to make a real impact or a real change so, for women that come to the foundation? Yeah. So for those who that contact the, uh, the the foundation, we try to get them the tools that they need, the information they need, the legal uh, resources that they need. Because a lot of the times uh, si- uh, women in these situations, there is a child involved. Mm-hmm. And they, that's their first thing. They're like, what's going to happen to to little Sarah? What's going to happen to little Chris? You know, if I were to go down this route, well, look, there's going to be a moment where you're going to have to let go for a moment for a bit. Yeah. Because of the yeah. fact that you need to begin the cycle to break it. Because if if you're willing to put up with the with the verbal abuse, with the physical abuse, with the limitations, with, you know, making sure that everything is the way he wants it to be, you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life until that kid is 18, 19 and then moves on and goes to live their happy, peachy life. Well, you've also programmed them to think this is okay for their happy life. You don't know what kind of cycle you're, you know, maybe keeping that cycle going in one way or the other. Yeah. So yeah. we offer, you know, the the consultations with with attorneys. We offer the uh, the, the the process of getting uh, with uh, legal aid with preparing the uh, the documents if they don't have enough money to move forward with uh, with the process. Because unfortunately, divorce is expensive. Oh yes, yeah. uh, an uncontested divorce it could range you. And this is just me saying an uncontested. Yeah. What uncontested means is that you guys are in full agreement with everything. You guys know what to do. You guys know what you want. You guys know what you can give each other. I'm kind and of a professional on this one. We'll go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're looking anywhere between forty-five to six thousand dollars alone. Crazy for for a contest for an uncontested divorce. Now, yeah. a contested where you want this, you want this. I no, he he can't see the kids. I want them every Thursday, oh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. He can have them Tuesday, Wednesday, and that's it. 
no overnights. And like you're fighting this, that is a contested divorce. And whether it's the division of assets, division of prop, all this stuff. There's no cap. There is no cap. It can yeah. range anywhere between $7,000 and the sky is the limit, depending yeah. on how petty you want it to be. Right. Yeah. I was in a relationship for nine years that was not the, I don't want to say it, it was abusive. Like it wasn't physically abusive, but there were just, uh, there were things that I was not happy with and I just wanted to be done with it. Now that we weren't And we married. just want to say that you were not the abuser. Correct. Correct. Sure, sure. Okay. Clarity. Thank you for Clarity. that. Clarity. Okay. The guy working at the foundation, no. Right. Okay. Right. Like, no, uh, she, she gave me a, it she came can go at, the other way, people. Yeah, sure it you can. Know? Maybe it's the, uh, the long, uh, not the sex on the beach is making me going to say this, but uh, yeah, she that's came a drink. At, he's not having sex on the beach. There's all these disclaimers. The <laughs> we, uh, she came at me with an aluminum bat one time. Oh, Because okay. I came home late. Oh, no. I can understand that. You know, I was out with some friends. And I came home at around 4 a.m. Okay, but don't come at me with a bat. Yep. Yeah. You know, but- so relatable here. <laughs> Seriously. So I've had phones thrown at my head, all that kind of okay, stuff. But- I, okay. I do want to say, I did come from a... Um, I did come from an abusive household. Yeah. Now, my dad was not physically abusive with me until I became like... Uh, of looking like a woman. Uh, right? I think he had a real problem with women, this guy. But, um, so obviously that kind of violent behavior is in my nature somewhere, you know, and I cannot say that I have not been volatile in past relationships. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's learned. I have been triggered, dude. I have been triggered and that part of me has came out. I'm not justifying this by any means, but I guess one thing I feel like you did get from that though, is you have zero tolerance for Nonsense. Abuse towards women. Yeah, zero I tolerance yeah, for zero. it. Zero. No, and like I'll where, be the one stepping up. Where I was going with that in regards to the nine years splitting up, uh, in the in those nine years, you know, I helped with getting this, getting that. There were mm-hmm. so many things in the house that I just bought, and I said, you know what, the ninth year, I just packed my tra- I packed some trash bags with my clothes, put my dog in my car, and I left. Like ran. Almost. I left TVs. I left couches. I left so much stuff that you know what, <laughs> count my losses. I want. I think my freedom and my happiness is worth a hell of a lot more than a a couch or a television. Well, yeah. that's. I suppose that's I, exactly the mindset that you have to sort of get these women in when you're mm-hmm. trying to get them out of, get them out of these situations because. You, you just got to go. You got to cut ties and go. You do, you know, you got to get out of that house, right? There is a meme that uh, I love that says, I love you, but I'm going to smack you with some truth right now. Yeah. And the truth is you're going to have to sacrifice your lavish lifestyle or whatever lifestyle that you have at this point right now mm. to get where you want to be. Where you need to be. And yeah. Where you need to be. Exactly. For your mental health. I mean, mental health is a, you know, so huge in the news right now. Yes. And... To be able to have that, they've got to break away and they've got to Correct. to work on that mental and, health. And yeah, co- contacting the foundation, we're going to get you in contact with someone who's going to get you to where you need to be. So how do, how do women contact the foundation? So go, going to rise up, uh, riseupwomanfoundation.org, uh, and I, I swear, I wish I had the number off the we'll top of my head. We'll put the link in the notes. Exactly. Yeah. Go into the link right there. We're going to get you in contact with someone that's going to help you. And here's the thing. No one's going to, how would I say this? save you overnight. Mm -hmm. You have to take the first step. If you've had enough or if you just, you can't deal with it anymore, you have to take that first step and break the cycle. Stop defending him. Stop making excuses. Mm -hmm. Stop just 
in general, just stop protecting him. Yeah. If there is a an argument, a constant argument, whether you you made the salad uh, too salty or the chicken is too rough, God, people or, live in this world blows yeah, me away. I know. Or you, you're hanging out with your friends and he's uh, driving around the area, making sure you're okay, asking your location, monitoring your phone calls, mm. all that stuff. That's not normal. Right. Thank and you that's, for saying that. Can, yes. Can I tell you, that's what I loved about that test because people don't even know these things aren't normal. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what is it? It's a healthy, unhealthy or, um, violent. Well, I, I'm going to cheat cause I wrote it all yeah, down here, yeah. but it is uh, healthy, unhealthy or abusive. abusive. And so it okay. may not be abusive, but it might still be unhealthy. Yeah. Um, but from what I, I gather, it's, all, it's important for everybody to assess their relationship from yeah. time to time and ask themselves sure. those questions because an unhealthy relationship can become healthy. Right. But what I gather from reading some of that and reading about abused women is mm-hmm. I think a lot of abused women assume it's unhealthy if they even know it's unhealthy yeah. when it's abusive. That's true. And that's different. An unhealthy relationship, like you said, there's no coming back from an abusive relationship. I uh, I recently got onto the show called uh, If Loving You Is Wrong. Have you ever heard of that show? I haven't. It, it's, a, it's a show from Tyler Perry that came out back in 2014 or 15. And my girlfriend got me on it. Mm-hmm. And there's this, it, there's this lady on the show called uh, Esperanza. And her ex-husband, who's a cop, is constantly, constantly coming into the into her life, like, yo, why, why are you talking to this guy? You know, what, you know, you still want to be with me. You know, he, he's constantly just uh, 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 bullying her, uh, just t- pushing her, her to the voice li- in her ear yeah. to the limit. And then she's dating this dude. And I'm sorry, I'm talking about this show. My girlfriend got me on. No, it. it's a, okay. Um, but it's funny that because you deal with this kind of thing, that you're seeing it in a show, exactly. right? Exactly. And she's dating this dude who is a bit of a punk, right? But then you find out he's part of a cartel. So her Ooh. friends tell her, listen, you you did it again. You went for that dude. You you want that 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 bad boy. You want that uh, that dude who, you know, gives you that thrill. And look where it brought you again. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? There are a lot of times where not only is it just women, but men in, in, in general that will go, uh, chase after a woman who they see that they have this flaw. It's like, you know what? I know that flaw. I can deal with that flaw. It's okay. It's fine. But then that flaw brings other flaws yeah. mm-hmm. and just uh, just messes you up in, uh, entirely. And, and same thing for women. Yeah, they, they go after that one type of guy. But here, mm-hmm. that one type of guy has a certain type of problems that will f- freak it up. Every yeah. time. I don't Every know why time. I censored myself. Right uh, you don't have to censor yeah. yourself anymore on this no, show. <laughs> no censoring. No censoring. But I, it's funny because it's not funny, but you have experience with abuse in your life as a kid you have experience with angie in your life Mm -hmm. with your dad i have experience with it and i guess i what i wonder is for women that have experience with it in their lives growing up they're either going to be completely against it or they're going to end up in another abusive relationship correct and then i wonder about people that have no exposure to it they get in one and don't know that's what it is because they've never really experienced it. I can't get in the headset of it. Because they're like, oh, I'm going to try and go out with a guy who's this or that. And then they, and this is is where the victim mentality comes in, where they are not used to this, uh, whether it's, you know, someone being nice to them, being, you know, there for them, things like that, and not demanding of them all the time. We're like, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not accustomed to this. You know, this is weird. Mm -hmm. And that right there triggers a self-sabotaging. 
Yeah. Mm. And a lot it's, of it. it's like a mental disorder being an abusive person, isn't it? I mean, it seems to me like it is almost. It, it seems like it's, it's a. Oh, oh definitely. Definitely. I mean, we, we have so many categories when it comes to PTSD that I feel that I, I have, I'm, look, from all the information that we're talking about today, I just want to clarify, I am not an attorney. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am not a therapist. I am talking from experience, uh, working in the legal field of experience, being a victim of domestic violence, and from accounts where I have dealt with people, family, friends, loved ones that are being abused and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Hispanic. I've had to get involved. Yeah. I've had to go pick up somebody because a uh, homeboy, you know, had a couple of drinks and yeah. now he's banging on the door yeah. of the bathroom and she just, she doesn't want to deal with this right now. So it's funny. It, I, I keep saying it's funny, but, uh, it's come, not funny. Dan. It's not funny. <laughs> coming Stop from it. the South, believe it or not, there's a lot of similarities I, because I remember seeing so much of this and you say you're Hispanic. So you get the call that says, my boyfriend, this is very similar to the, the, the redneck groups that we grew up in. You had some people that were do anything for you and best friend in the world. Mm -hmm. And then you had these others that were abusive to their women or abusive to their men. And it was accepted as the status quo. So it's, there's a, there's a similarity in some cultures, I think for, I think a lot. for accepting yeah. abuse. Yeah. You know? No. And like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in You're a not. I'm not perfect. We're going to wrap no. up. We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> I gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> I, I tend to be, you know, jealous. I tend to question things. I tend sure. to overanalyze things a yeah. lot because of the line of work. And maybe that's the PTSD that I get from working in the legal field, working yeah. criminal family, all that stuff. And there have been situations where I've, I've had to apologize to my girlfriend. Hey, look, I'm sorry. I acted this way. I'm sorry that I came up with these questions, but it's like watching CSI every day or something for the rest of your life. Exactly. You start getting, and there are certain mannerisms, certain act, uh, actions that trigger that line of thought that yeah. I I'm like, wait a second, you did, you stirred your coffee counterclockwise this time. That means you're doing this, you're doing that. You're, and I'm, of course I'm exaggerating, yeah. Yeah. but it's, it's little traits that get picked up because of all the cases that I yeah. work that now I'm constantly like, no. But just like a doctor, you have to separate like work life from Correct. home life. You but, know what I mean? You, but you it's know hard to do, but you've got to make that separation. Yeah, true. But you know what you're doing that's good though is you you're, you can tell by the way you joke about it in an extreme way that you are self-evaluating. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what we always yeah. need to do. Yeah. You're, uh, you know, you're checking yourself to make sure. Yeah. So we'll put a link in the show notes for yeah. the website, for the phone number. And, you know, uh, I, I'm just, I'm so thankful that nowadays there's so many organizations out there oh, that yeah. are set up to help protect women. Correct. But yet we still have this problem. You know what I mean? It's coming and forward is probably the hard thing. The, yeah. The breaking, just like you said, that first step, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of that first step that gets turned around and goes right back. Then there's a second step and turn around, go back it's like, and a third step. It's how many, it should only take the first step, but it doesn't. Habit. It takes these, some women a lot of steps to leave. It's a life-changing thing, right? though, I would think. And I, I'll say this for your listeners, all right? And um, I do this because being uh, seeing it growing up, seeing it every day, and just seeing it all around, it, uh, it, it, it hurts. It hurts yeah. that people allow this to happen. People... Don't do anything about it because one, they're scared. Two, they don't know what to do. Three, they're they're afraid of what's going to happen if they go down this route. I 
I'm not an attorney. I am not a psychologist. But if you want someone to talk to, contact them. And if, if even if you're afraid of doing that, con, con, put my information up there. Yeah, absolutely. I will be yeah. more than happy to talk with you, whether it's, you know, grabbing a cup of coffee, eating some chicken at Popeye's, talk to someone. I will be more than happy to talk to you. Yeah. And like give you not as a professional, but just as a human being. Just yeah. the experience my, my that you've thought, had too. Yeah. My thoughts on your situation. Yeah. And I can put you in contact with the people that are going to help you yeah. find your new normal. Yeah. yeah. And I want to encourage people out there. Part of caring about your community is caring about those in your community. Correct. And it's paying attention and it's speaking up and it's not saying, I don't want to get involved. You you do need to get involved when you see situations like this or you think that something like this is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is those it's kind important of, for you to I do agree. that. You this is one of those things you can't look away from. You can you know? be a vigilante. <laughs> oh. And you I'll, see? I'll say by that. speaking up. <laughs> <laughs> and look, like I said, no one's perfect. I I I talk to a therapist. Yeah. Um once or twice a month just to like Make sure I'm okay. Yeah. I take my mental health days just mm-hmm. to just get away from everything that goes on. A, a, a break from podcasting, a break from the legal world, a, a break from the relationships. Relationship. Relationship. I swear to God, relationships. Sorry. Okay. I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's listening right now going, Mm-mm. He's over there flagging. Analyzing Hold that. on. I'm reading the sign language. Please edit this out. Yes. And uh, Patricio, he needs a mental break because he wears so many hats, you see. We haven't <laughs> even gotten into Wait. the tip of the iceberg of what this man does. So okay? let's let's talk about some of that, too. It's a very important topic we talked about. We'll, we'll put information in the show notes. And I really hope that people do come forward when they're in those situations. I know it's a very hard thing to do. Let's talk about your production company. Yes, because that's that's super <laughs> interesting to me. <laughs> I saw that you I saw that you posted something about your production company not too long ago. Yes, I'm obviously a big fan of audio, video production, all that stuff. So, what's going on with that? So, what I'm doing now is I am helping individuals who have the idea of wanting to produce a podcast that don't know the first step, that don't know. Oh, have, I love it. They have that idea. They are like, "Hey, listen, my friend Jackie and I, we have this idea for a podcast where we talk about coffee and this and that, and we just don't know what to do." Right. I'm like, well, let's sit down. Let's talk about your idea. So, do you help them with uh, equipment or with software? Oh, I love it so much. We've talked about this because I have gone through the game. <laughs> of wasting my money on pieces and parts before I feel like I got it right enough for us. Mm -hmm. But that kind of experience and expertise that you have, that's got to be hugely valuable now. uh, I work for, uh, well, at this point right now, after five o'clock, I work for myself. Uh, I have a couple of clients now where there are some that we had to sign a non-disclosure agreement because they just want the credit for everything. But basically, uh, whether it's uh, editing uh, audio files or distribution of podcasts, uh, I have clients where I'm actually in the room. I'm actually part of their show and producing their, their, uh, their content, producing their, their videos, all that good stuff. And it's basically, I help produce podcasts here in in Orlando. And, So how do people find you for that? So with that one, you go to with the side of chaos.com. You scroll yep. down to contact me and I'm sorry. I have a hiccup and a burp. It's the, it's, it's it's from, the alcohol. It's from beverage. all that sex on the beach. All, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got the sin in here. Sorry about that. But um, no, it's uh, it's something that I, uh, I wish I had when I first started off in podcast. Yeah. Oh, hey man, me too. Ago. Me too. In fact, I'm probably going to hit you up now for a few questions I have about, you know, some of the stuff we're starting to get into, but you said, 
they can find you where? With a side of chaos.com. Which is your podcast. My podcast website. Of course, I got to do a okay. shameless plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so sp- another hat. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> don't try to count these. <laughs> I wish I had someone like me a few years ago where they, they're like, hey, these are the tools that you need. Yeah. I remember reaching out to a certain podcaster here in Orlando. Yeah. A very famous podcaster. And I, you know, may or may not share your name. We'll just leave it at that. Right. Um, and I said, hey, I want to kind of go into this and kind of gave me like the brush off, like really didn't want to help me. Oh, and that's disheartening if it's who I think it is. Three. Oh, yeah. Right on the right on the money. Uh, three and a half years later, I've been nominated alongside him every year for best local podcast. Oh, that's, that's got to be gratifying. And, oh, that makes me. Oh, I that, that gives me an audio boner right there. Yeah. <laughs> You know what we always say? Like, there is so much success to go around. It doesn't, you don't need to um, discourage anybody from, you know, being your competitor. Right. You, you should encourage it, you know, and, and, and make a camaraderie out of it. Yeah. And it, like, it's, there's so much success. Like, there's three small coffee shops, like, right within a very short distance of each other in a popka. Do mm-hmm. you think we go to every one of them? Of course. Of you know course what I we mean? Do. Like, everyone's different. We love the vibe in different ones. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's success for everybody. I, you know, I wonder if it's that though. I, maybe it is. But I, I, you and I have talked about the philosophy of enough enough success go around. We've had guests on that go. I don't want to mention the other podcast. I'm like, why not, man? Have them over. We'll do a whole thing. Yeah. But sometimes I wonder in that situation. Maybe it was that. Maybe you're right. But maybe it was also this. I'm successful. I don't have time. And I hate that too, because it's like at one point you weren't. I don't have Mm -hmm. time is not an excuse. It's not. And if think about when you got started, that's what I always feel like for people. Anytime there's a question about anything I may have expertise on, I feel like that's my passion. Hell yeah. When you want to talk, say when. So he offers that help, but sometimes I say, hey, you got to stop. You got to stop. Slow the roll there, buddy. We got date night. <laughs> but no, in regards to like all the hats that I wear, yeah, I do uh, audio visual. I do production uh, distribution, you know, through through all the the markets, whether it's iHeart, Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, Love Google it. Podcasts. You know, it, 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 go, it goes out there. Uh, I just shot my first commercial uh, two, two and a half, three weeks ago. Sweet. And that one was a freaking pain in the ass because, mind you, I have... N- this is literally, like I said, zero uh, experience in this mm. field. But I, I saw you doing it. I saw you one of your social uh, media posts where you were setting up for it, like a restaurant, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And a friend of mine hired me for uh, for it. She's like, "Hey, listen, you know, I uh, you're doing this. Can I hire you for a commercial?" I'm like, "You know what? You're." And I told her, "You are my first client, so I want you to tell me how much you want to pay me." Yeah, which is the the, yeah. the worst mistake to to do. Sure, one dollar. <laughs> But you know what? The it's two things. It's exposure to the process, mm-hmm. and it's building your portfolio. Exactly. Man. I mean, That's right. I, I'm taking my pilot's license for UAV for drone for do, doing like side work for drone footage. Nice. Got all these people coming to me for like real estate, and and I'm thinking the first few jobs I do, just like you, I'm gonna be like. 50% off what you would normally pay or maybe even more because of the experience, the exposure, the portfolio. Yeah. Cause if you can go to the next restaurant with, you know, I don't know how you do this. I don't know if you have like a website set up or whatever. That, with that, all your that's stuff. a, that's a thing. So like, uh, I'm slowly building my portfolio. I just got a new client that, uh, that that's the 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 non-disclosure where I can't say who they are, yeah. but they, 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 they produce, they, 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 
uh, how would I say? They provide a product that makes everybody happy. It uh, would, we'll just is it leave. Viagra? Oh, well, not that happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but can um, your name be on it? Uh, no. Okay. They, so, uh, they basically just... They so take, that's experience. They so it's one the of the two. Okay. They take yeah. the credit yeah. for, for what I do. And I mean, hey, they're they're paying a good amount. The check right. clears every month. So by all means, I will do what they ask of right. me. Right. Yeah. So, so that's what I meant. You get to sort of compartmentalize. You're either going to get experience, portfolio, or both. So exactly. at some point, yeah. you can sit down and say, this is all the stuff I've done. Or you can talk shop because you've done enough. Yeah, but no. And it's kind of the point where like, I'll be out on a date. And this happened uh, a few weeks ago where I am at the pool with my girlfriend and I bring the blender, I bring all the stuff to make a margarita, and we're just chilling at the pool. My watch goes off, and I see, oh, it's an email from so-and-so. I run. I grab my laptop. I set it up. I set up my hotspot, and I start doing what they ask me to do. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I am working. Give me 35 minutes. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, I will tell her exactly how much time I need yeah. so she can go do her thing because I know how long this is going to take me. Yeah. And I, 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 kept telling myself, I keep telling myself that if I get to a certain amount of clients – then I may have to bring someone on board to yeah. assist me. And sure enough, it, I am one client away to the point where I have to bring someone on board. Oh, how Sweet. great is so that? So in a span of, because I started the Chaos Network in January. It was an idea that we had with uh, some other podcasters that I had with other shows that I was producing. And it was going to be more of a networking thing yeah. where we're going to help you, you know, expand your, your, mm-hmm. your, uh, your, your show. Um, the late Chris Fio from the, the uh, experience with Chris Fio who, uh, uh, tragically passed away about, uh, a month and a half ago from a bicycle accident. Oh, we hmm. were in the talks of him coming, leaving his media company to join, uh, the chaos network and we were getting everything in order. And unfortunately the day of our meeting, he, uh, he was involved in a, in a bicycle accident. Oh, oh my goodness. And like a bicycle, like a, the street e-bike. bike? E-bike. Oh, like an e-bike. Oh, yeah, and, and here's the thing. Like, and I, I don't talk this much, too much about this incident because um, it, it, it really hurts. But it was a friend of mine, Chris Fio, who had, who, uh, had an e-bike. And those things go up to almost 50 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, we so rode them in North Carolina. Yeah. They're yeah. freaking fuck. Sorry. They're fucking dangerous. Oh, they we, are. You. We. Not to. And not if you've to, been on it for your first time, like, yeah. Not to make this a, a humorous story by any means, but we rode them in North Carolina and we went up in the mountains and doing mountain biking. It's funny because when we got back and we told the guy the chain keeps coming off, he's like, you didn't go up in those real mountain bikes with those things, um, bike trails with those, did you? I'm like, yeah. If I show you the footage, it looks like we sped it up because it's an it was a hybrid e-bike, but we would pedal on these precarious little tiny trails on the edge of the mountain. And we are hauling absolute ass. It was like I bet it was like one wrong move. We would have shot right off the side of the mountain, and it was Mm -hmm. it was very intense. I can't imagine riding those on the street with cars and stuff around. Is that what happened? He got hit by a car, or he uh, he lost control. (gasps) Oh Oh, goodness! And uh, Mm. you know he he uh, he uh, he he passed away from it, and it brought a lot of awareness. Uh, to the community of uh, e-bike safety because there, there are yeah. no rules and regulations out there right now They're that common, I'm enforce sure. yeah. uh, helmet wear or registration <laughs> of said vehicles uh, to be out on the road. 
Yeah. And so it's something surprising. That, it's because it's a motorized vehicle. Yeah, but it, it's basically like a scooter yeah. almost. I mean, they go just as fast as the if little not, scooters. If, if yeah, not, if not faster. And uh, we've been in. Con- I've been in contact with you know his former production company, uh, his uh, production manager, and like we wanted to move forward with introducing uh, with uh, some local politicians as well with introducing new legislature that would enforce you know uh, safety and a registration for e-bikes because. Imagine a 15-year-old kid on an e-bike that mm. doesn't need to register, doesn't need to have a license for it, and can go 40 to 50 miles an hour yeah. down Orange Avenue. It's insane. And then, you know, one burst of wind, yeah. and his face is impaled on, on, a, on a Lynx bus. Ugh. Wow. Well, you know, um, yeah. oh. super tragic story, but at least you are taking that experience and and actually d- making a difference with it potentially. Yeah, we're 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 moving forward with that in the next few weeks. It's just been uh the grieving process with yeah. family. Yeah. I'm with, so sorry. Uh with our friends in the circle of uh, of podcasters here in Orlando. It it hurts so much because yeah. everyone the second we found out how it happened immediately we're like we kept we told them we told him not to be on that e-bike. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah, it is economical. It is, you know, get, it gets you there quick, but it's like, you know, at what cost? Scary. Uh, yeah. It was very scary. scary. Yeah. Right. Well, so sorry to hear about that. And again, I'm glad you're doing, I'm glad you guys are taking the steps to maybe make a difference yeah. so nobody else dies in a scenario like that. You know, it's a lot of things happen uh, in every day. Let me get my words together because I feel like the the sex on the beach kind of kicked in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to did. the It's All Fine and Dandy oh, podcast. Did you get it? Um, did you get it light, regular, or Dan? I strength? got I got it Dan strength. Okay. Oh man, I should have warned you. <laughs> but no, uh, there a lot of things have happened in my life where I try to make a difference, yep. and whether it's you know the the domestic violence that I saw as a child. Yep. Uh, being raised by a single mother who, you know, worked two to three jobs just to keep, hmm. you know, food on the table, clothes on my back, roof over our head. Um, dealing with uh, discrimination in the Hispanic community or just dealing with discrimination in general. I've always tried to be somewhat of an advocate for those who don't have a voice. And, um, this, this is, this one, you know, not to be funny, you know, mm-hmm. just like Dan had said, uh, I was a huge advocate for the legal legalization of medicinal marijuana because it, that saved my life. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm looking into it right now for pain. I have for chronic pain. I suffer. I was diagnosed with uh, epilepsy when I was 12 years old and, um, they put me on medication that destroyed my liver Yeah, and mm-hmm. I don't like to drink. Yeah. I like to have a yeah. good time. Well, you like to be alive too. You need your liver for it. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you do? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> when I moved to Colorado for college uh, in 2004, they had just passed the uh, medicinal marijuana. Yeah. And I started looking in, looking into it. And I'm not going to lie, three and a half years of trial and error with medicinal marijuana was fun. But it uh, we finally found a strain of, of weed. I don't want to say it like that, but we found a strain of marijuana that allows me to live a normal life. That's, mm. I, that's so commendable. And, and it makes me so happy for you because my, I've had chronic pain since 2017 now, and I'm about to go into some major surgery for it. I'm not going to go into details of it. I'll tell you off air or whatever, but, um, I we're talking to a friend and I'm going to get my card because same thing. I want to be able to take it to function. where I can function, yeah. but I, the pain is not there. And one of your organs isn't going to die. 
right. from, from exactly. what you're going to be prescribed. From, from medicine. From, I was yeah. 21 years old with a liver of a 50-year-old. Yeah. Because yeah, of ridiculous. the medication was destroying my liver. It was helping me out. But it yeah. was still killing me at the same time. Yeah. I, I don't get us going on pharmaceuticals. <laughs> don't We're not going to get those for sponsors. But um, that's that's amazing. I didn't know that about you. Um, yeah, I was diagnosed with epilepsy when I was 12 years old. No, uh, I mean, I didn't know well that either. But I didn't know that you were you you had f- sort of found a way to overcome your your sickness with uh, medical marijuana. I, I've had seizures in the worst places possible. Did it cure you from having them? No, it, it cured me from con- uh, having a better control on them. Mm. Uh, it I have a chemical imbalance f- in my brain for, you know, the stuff that keeps me from just, you know, fully functional. Yeah. When someone has epilepsy, there there's a lack of a chemical that goes into the brain that controls the neural system, that controls everything and allows you to utilize your motor skills. Uh, by introducing a certain strain of marijuana a certain amount of times throughout the month, I am able to live, I am able to operate a vehicle, I am able to, to be working at a computer, mm. I am able to function as a normal contributing member of society. Wow. There are people out there that are completely against uh, utilizing marijuana for uh, for this this disease. Yeah. Uh, this Which disorder. I hate because they're fine with the pharmaceuticals that- Oh, Yeah. Are killing are, us. Are really literally you know, doing long, long term damage. Yeah. There, there was a story that I saw of a, of a, a five or six year old little girl who would have ten to twenty seizures a day. I think they did a documentary <sighs> yeah. on her. Yep, mm-hmm. and yeah. immediately introducing the oil uh, concentrate of the cannabis into her uh, into her system brought it down significantly, if not like had Entirely. it under control. It's crazy and. Yeah. For anyone who has never had a seizure, be thankful because imagine right now, I just want you to yeah. play, paint this in your head. You're you're talking to me. And as you're talking, that happens. Yeah. And with that little shake and re, a reset in your brain, for a microsecond, you lose, you know, your, your train of thought. Of course. And there have been times where, yeah, because I've had a stressful night, because mm-hmm. I haven't had my full rest, I've had the whole... Oh, so yeah, this is what we were talking about right there. That is an example of what it is. Yeah. yeah. But then imagine that's like a petty mal seizure, but imagine having what's called a grab mal seizure yeah. where you and I are having a conversation and next thing you know, this starts happening. And I, for the listeners, like my hand just starts going up mm-hmm. and I am not controlling this hand. Yeah. It's kind and of I'm terrifying to bring it down. And I look and this is I'm giving this as mm. an example of what happened to me when I was a character at Disney. Oh. oh wow! I was on set uh, uh, at Epcot as Goofy, and the night before, I had a rough night. Didn't get my full sleep. Being in costume, I'm like I'm shaking. And a friend of mine noticed. I was like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'll be fine." And that's the one thing about epileptic people: they're very arrogant. They're very hard headed. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll be fine. I know how to, I know my body. But as I'm on set, I remember seeing my hand go up in the air, and I'm telling my brain. My brain is saying arm down, arm down. And next thing you know, fade to black. I have a grab mouse seizure in the costume. Oh. I oh. fall on top of the family. I get transported to Celebration Hospital. And it was one of the worst experiences of my life because oh my not only was it detrimental to my health, 
but it was embarrassing mm. in front of all my colleagues on right. and yeah. all, all these people. Oh God, I can't Which even imagine. Which none of them viewed it as that, but you do. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody exactly. is like, oh my God, did you see what happened? Like, no, they were probably worried. And because when you do see somebody go through something like that, you're more worried about them. But I understand, I can completely understand that. So you're, so you're now, you're, you're in a position where you've found the right mix and you're able to live your life normally and you Correct. don't have, you don't have, not only do you not have these, but you don't have concerns that you're anymore. I, I don't have uh, as many concerns as I did back uh, 10, 15 years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. I, because I can tell you, even with my m- uh, medical situation, part of it starts becoming anxiety that you're going to have some Ooh. kind of an episode. Yeah. And oh, even yeah. if even if you're fine, which, you're, which you're, can affect things. Your in quality your brain. of life. Yeah. You might have a great day, but it wasn't as great because the whole time you're worried you might have had a seizure or something weird was going to happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now here's the thing. You know, I do smoke uh, marijuana on a recreational stance sure. as well. Of course. You know, we're, it, it's human. We're human. Yeah. It's 2021. Yeah. You know, once in a while, if I'm some friends we're having a good time oh that's a okay it's coming as a legal thing everywhere i love it so much because to (laughs) me and i'm not really a smoker anymore but it is so much safer than alcohol oh yeah Yeah. robin williams said it best like you know uh show me the difference with uh you know a a drunk guy at a bar you know i'll kick your ass after a few drinks but yeah oh no no let me start that all over You've met the angry drunk, but have you ever met an angry pot smoker? Never. 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 <laughs> Don't let that dude smoke. He gets violent. Never heard that. Ne- ever, ever. Ever from ever. anyone. Yeah. And I apologize that we've kind of like, I, I've, I know, not we, I've jumped around. It's, don't apologize. This is great. But there, it's a good conversation. There have been so many things that have happened in my life yeah. that like I try to fix yeah. and I try to be an advocate for, uh, for other people because- yeah. I didn't have that hope uh, at a certain point in my life. Well, you know, I'll say all of us are broken. As I recently was Mm. trying to tell my son, I'm like, you know, don't judge yourself too much because all of us are broken in some way. But what I love that you do, I think this really speaks to your character is we all deal with the things we deal with in one way or another. But how many of us try to make a difference for other people? That's what I was going to say. You are showing really that you care about your community through like the outreach that you are doing and trying to get involved and help others, whether, whether it be with their success, with domestic violence, with entertainment, whatever it may be, um, you're trying to help as in many ways as you possibly can. And that is uh, very com- Mendable. It really is. Instead of just going, I'm all set. I'm finally good. And you know, you're yeah. now you're trying to help everybody else. So we love having you on the show. No, well, they I know hope you come and, back. And thank you for having me. And we got a coordinated date for you guys to come on Chaos, which yes. say when, that'll be a little bit more chaotic, but yeah. say okay. when. We'll bring the barista. <laughs> We're bringing it. Well, what, how are we doing the ending of the show? And this is, you know how know. we should do the ending from now yeah. on? Like, uh, we're like, how do we do this? Thank like, you thank you very much, Patricio, for, for coming on the show. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you the next one. Yeah. And don't forget, at the end of each and every day, it's, it's all fine and dancing.